Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Okay, I'm reading the Amplified. So if yours doesn't say all that, just listen. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall rise upon you, O Jerusalem, and His glory shall be seen on you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about you and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be carried and nursed in their arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and tremble with joy at the glorious deliverance, and be enlarged, because the abundant wealth of the Dead Sea will be returned to you. Unto you shall the nations come with their treasures." Uh, a multitude of camels or BMWs or <laughs> Bugattis or Lamborghinis or Pagani Zondas or whatever you like from the eastern trading tribe shall, shall cover, okay, well, the eastern, so it's Toyota, so I don't know, maybe in the sun, GTR, I don't know, shall, shall cover you, Jerusalem, and the young camels of Midian and Ephah, all the men from Sheba who once came to trade shall come bringing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. Okay, etc. All kinds of blessings you can read it. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Okay, so forget your circumstances. Forget the realities. Your light has come. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Shake it off. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good scripture. Go to Isaiah. Go to Isaiah 52. Go to Isaiah 52. Okay. Isaiah 52. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into, the, uh, into you the uncircumcised and unclean. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit erect in a dignified place, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Okay, <laughs> I think that's, that's nice. That, that fits in quite well. Okay, okay Matthew chapter 4. <laughs> okay, Matthew chapter 4 verse 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the land and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, crying, Repent Change your mind for the better, heartily amend your ways, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, so the kingdom of heaven is the light that has come. Arise from this position in which circumstances have kept you. Shine, your light has come. Okay? Those who sat in darkness saw a great light. Those who sat in the land and shadow of death, light has dawned to them. Okay? Right, so Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even there his rod will protect me, staff will comfort me, guide me. Okay, 
but the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He leads me beside still restful waters, green pastures. He does not lead me into the shadow of death. When He comes into your life, the stuff, the valley of the shadow of death lights up. Your light has come. Arise. Shake yourself loose from the dust. Sit in a dignified place. Okay? Your light has come. Okay. So let's go to John chapter 3. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave up His only begotten Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. Okay, now we've spoken about light, now life. Okay, just keep your finger there, go to John 1. In the beginning was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of God. Men. So what is the opposite of light? Darkness. What is the opposite of life? Death. Okay, so arise out of the circumstances and depression in which circumstances have kept you. Shine. Your light has come. Or live. Your life has come. Okay? The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Okay, now, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we actually saw His glory, such glory as an only begotten Son receives from His Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, verse 17, For while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So grace and truth is mentioned when His glory shines. So we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So if grace and truth is His glory, and grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, then the law, which is not Jesus Christ, must not be the light, must not be the glory, must be the darkness. Okay? So we'll get to 2 Corinthians 3 in a while. Okay, so back to John chapter 3, verse 17. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, condemn, pass sentence on the world but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through Him. He who believes in Him is not judged. He who trusts in Him never comes up for judgment. For Him there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. But he who does not believe is judged already because he has not believed and trusted in the only begotten Son of God. Okay. Now listen. Verse 19. The basis of the judgment lies in this. The light has come into the world... And people have loved the darkness rather and more than the light, for their works were evil. Okay. The darkness is anything but Jesus Christ. The light is Jesus Christ. Okay. So the basis is this, of, of judgment is this. Light has come into the world, but men love the darkness rather and more than the light. Okay, so now I just want to quickly mention this thing of judgment. People have this idea that because Jesus died, everyone is now automatically saved. Okay. Jesus paid the price for all sin, for all time, once for all, at the cross. 
Those who believe that, those words will come into them and those words will have, make them be born again from God, born from above. Okay? 1 Peter 1 verse, I think, 18 says, you are born from incorruptible seed, from the ever-living Word of God. Okay? So you are born from above when you receive the Word, which is the light life of Jesus Christ. The person, Jesus Christ, comes, enters into you, you receive the Holy Spirit, you are saved. You are saved from darkness, placed into light, like uh, Colossians 1 says, out of darkness into His marvelous light. Okay? Out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. Okay, so we have been taken from darkness, placed in light, when we receive the word which is the light and the life of Christ Jesus. Okay, they have uh, invented a cure for smallpox. If someone did not take the cure, they would still get smallpox. Okay, there are pain medication for headaches. That does not mean no one has an headache. <laughs> it just means there is something that can take away the headache. Okay, so Jesus paid the price for all sin for all time. When we believe that message, when we receive that word, it changes us. When we receive the forgiveness, it benefits us. If we do not receive the forgiveness by faith, it does not benefit us. So every person... Okay, in John chapter 10, Jesus says, All those who came before me are thieves and robbers. Okay? Then he says, the thief comes only for to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, so who came before Jesus? Scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees. What did they preach? The law of Moses. Okay, so they preached the law of Moses. So what happened? Everyone was in dense darkness. Alright? There was no miracles, there was no power, there was nothing in the time when Jesus was born. No power, no miracle. There wasn't even glory manifested in the temple. That ark that they had there was an ark that they got, that the wings were broken off, there were no, was no gold, there was inside was only this, the tables of stone, there was no pot of manna, there was no... A rod of Aaron that butted nothing. Okay? And God said to Moses, make this ark exactly like I tell you. If you do not make it exactly as I tell you, it's not my ark, and then my presence will not be there. So, even before Babylonia, uh, they, it was stripped. The wings were gone. Okay, so they took that box there, they built the temple, they put it behind the veil. So there was absolute darkness. The presence of God was not there at all. So Jesus came there. The light entered into the world. But men loved the darkness rather and more than the light for their works were evil. So who came before Jesus? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. What does the law propagate? Death. If you do not do this, you will be stoned. If you do not do that, you will be... You will be all these sacrifices, if the sacrifice is not right, death. Okay? Those who believe will never be judged. They will not incur damnation. Nothing. Those who believe not are condemned already. Verse 18. 
Okay. Why are they condemned already? Because the law came before Jesus came. The condemnation came. So that Jesus could take all the condemnation on Himself. Now the people trust in the word of condemnation. That word finds its fulfillment in Jesus. That word is not supposed to be everything. That word finds its fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Okay. So there was a time before the law. Okay. There was a time before the law of Moses. Galatians 3 verse 19 says the law was added because of transgressions and it was intended to be in effect until the seed should come. Did the seed come? Okay. So it's no more in effect. Romans 10 verse 4. Christ is the end of the law. The limit at which it ceases to be. Because all its types and everything is fulfilled in Christ. So, the law was preached and not really practiced, but they tried before Jesus came. There was no light. There was no glory. There was no presence of God. And if the presence of God was not there, they would... They would preach it is because of all your sins, so you must be better. And that message is even still preached in this city in this time that you're living in. Okay. Preaching the law does not manifest good behavior. It manifests fake people. Because no one can do it. So people actually just want to show that maybe they can make it so that people don't judge them again. So, what the, the fruit of the law in the church today is, everyone just tries to look better than the guy next to them. And they try to impress their pastor. It has nothing to do with God. There's no fellowship with God, presence of God, not there, nothing to do with God. Okay, so before the law was fulfilled, the law was in force. That was the darkness. The light came into the world, but men loved the darkness rather and more than the light. For their works were evil. Okay? So, Jesus was the Word. The Word was, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 12, John 8. Once more Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will, be walking in the, will not be walking in the dark... <laughs> <laughs> he who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light, which is life. Wow. John 9, verse 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the world's light. When he had said that, he spat on the ground and made clay. <laughs> Me, you're the blind man. <laughs> okay. Right, so Jesus, the light of the world. How does the, the light, what does the light look like? When we can three rat. The blind guy goes, what, what, what? Then he suddenly just feels something cool on his eyes. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Now, I, I want you to realize something. 
Jesus was speaking to the Jews before the cross. The Sermon on the Mount. Okay? Speaking to Jews before the cross. But the scripture was talking about them sitting there. Okay, so Matthew 5. Start at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer, but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light up a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. That is speaking of the houses of Israel. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence, your praiseworthy noble good deeds, and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets, but I have come not to do away with and undo, but to complete and to fulfill them. Okay, so Hebrews 10 verse 7, Here I am, Lord, coming to do your will, fulfilling everything that is written of me in the volume of the book. Verse 9, Here I am, Lord, coming to do your will. Thus it does away with the old, as a means of expiating sin. So that he might inaugurate and establish the new. Okay? Then he says in verse 10, And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy. Through the offering of the flesh body of Jesus Christ, once for all. Hebrews 10 verse 7, 9 and 10. Right? So you can read Hebrews 10. That's awesome. We read it in every service. Okay. <laughs> but Jesus was speaking here to the to the people on the mountain, Jews. See, you're supposed to be the salt of the earth, but you're not salty. You're supposed to be the light of the world, but, you know, I don't really see light. I didn't make you the light of the world to put you under a peck measure, but so that you can give light to all, the, all in the house. Do you realize what he's saying to them? He's telling them that they, they are supposed to be the light of the world. He said, I said you are the light of the world, but no. I don't really see any light. So he says, so let your light shine. How do they, do, are they supposed to let their light shine? By their works, their deeds. Okay, so they were still under the law. Alright. I'm not saying you're not supposed to have works. Faith without works is dead. That's how we shine our lights. Because Christ is in us. We arise and shine. Now everything is fulfilled in Christ. Everything is now the church. So you can take Matthew 5 now for yourself and say, Ah, you are the light of the world, the city set in you. Can't be there. Because that's truly who you are. But before everything was fulfilled, Jesus said, yeah, I will come, I, I, I will fulfill the law at the cross. I did not come to take away the law, but to fulfill it, to complete it. Okay? But where's your light? Where's your saltiness? Right? So can you see they cast out, trodden underfoot? What happened? The Jews were rejected as God's people, cast out. But they can now 
if they just repent, receive the blood of Jesus, believe in Him, they can be, they can come back again and then they become Christian. Okay? <laughs> then they become part of the church. So Romans, I think it's Romans 11 says, if the, if the wild branches were broken off, uh, don't you think they will be much e- they will be engrafted much easier than the yeah. if the if the natural branches yeah. were broken off and the wild branches were engrafted mm-hmm. don't you think it's much easier for the natural branches to be engrafted back into the tree yeah. okay so then he says don't be proud because you were engrafted mm-hmm. it's by grace okay but they were now broken off so now they must be re-engrafted so the Jews are not God's special people. They were God's special people. They were. But they can be saved when they repent and believe. Okay, so Romans 10 says, you know, he says, verse 1, I carry a testimony of Israel that they have a zeal of God, zeal for God. But it is not according to correct and vital knowledge. Because they are ignorant of the righteousness which God ascribes to men. And they try to establish a righteousness of their own. Okay? So, um, they tried, and they, maybe even good, good intentions, everything, but good intentions cannot replace truth. So, the only way that anyone can come to the Father is when we receive the Word of God, get born again, believe in the cross of Christ, let the Holy Spirit come into us. Be baptized, you know. I die, Christ lives. Blood of Jesus. The only way anyone can be saved is by believing the gospel. If no one believes, if someone does not believe the gospel, not saved. If they do believe the gospel, saved, no condemnation. Alright? No difference, Jew or Greek. Slave free, man, woman, all one in man in Christ. Okay. Right, so let's go to 2 Corinthians 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I really pray that, that God will save the Jews. I don't hate the Jews. I want them to be blessed. But they will be blessed by believing in Jesus. They need to be saved. The same way all the Hindus in Nepal and the Buddhists in Nepal need to be saved. They're in darkness. Those who sat in darkness saw a great light. So the light has come into the world. So judgment comes to people when they love their darkness more than the light. Okay? When they reject the light and grab onto the darkness, insisting on their own darkness. Okay. Second Corinthians 3 verse 6. It is He who has qualified us, making us to be fit, worthy, and sufficient as ministers, dispensers of a new testament. Not ministers of a letter of legally written code, but of the Spirit. For the code of the law kills... But the Holy Spirit makes alive. Yeah. Right. So there's death and life again. Verse 7. Now if the dispensation of death engraved in letters on stone. Okay. What on earth can that be? The dispensation of death engraved in letters on stone. The administration of the law. Was inaugurated with such glory 
and splendor that the Israelites were not able to look steadily at the face of Moses because of its brilliance, a glory that was to fade and pass away, why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory? For if the service that condemns the ministration of doom at glory... How infinitely more abounding in splendor and glory must be the service that makes righteous the ministry that produces and fosters righteous living right standing with God. Indeed, in view of this fact, what once had splendor, the glory of the law in the face of Moses, has come to have no splendor at all. What's another word for no splendor at all? Darkness. Okay? Because of the overwhelming glory that exceeds and excels it, the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. So there are two people speaking here. Moses and Jesus. Two faces to behold. Moses or Jesus. You cannot serve two masters. Jesus said it in the context of money, but you still cannot serve two masters. So you either serve Jesus or you serve Moses. One or the other. You cannot look at both of them at the same time. Remember on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him. Up on the mountain there was a cloud. Okay? And... Suddenly there was Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets. And Peter freaked out. They all fell down. He wanted to build huts for them. (laughs) You know, a feast of tabernacles. He wanted to build the tabernacles. So then then the voice of God spoke out of the cloud. This is my son. Hear ye him. When they looked up, the other two were gone. Jesus was standing there. Only Jesus and his Clothes were shining. Okay? This is the same message. Alright? For if that which was but passing and fading away came with splendor, how much more must that which remains and is permanent abide in glory and splendor? Okay. Passing, fading away. Fading away. Okay, now these kinds of lights cannot fade, they are either on or off. But you know, you get lights that can fade like in the movies. You sit in the movies and suddenly, what remains? Darkness. After the lights have faded. Okay, so then the overwhelming glory starts. There's a screen with a movie. And you don't remember the lights that lit the the floor, floors and the stairs anymore. You just look at the movie that you came to see. Okay? <laughs> the overwhelming glory. Okay? So you don't look where you're going anymore. You're sitting now. And now you're looking at this awesome movie, the thing that you came for. Alright? So just... When Moses came... Moses. Then in bush. Okay? Take, out, yeah? Take off your shoes... Tell them, I am sent you, blah, 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 the whole thing, ten plagues. Took the Israelites through the Red Sea. You know, earth swallowed the wicked people. All that stuff, water out of the rock. They closed in 40 years, they closed it. Because fine, shoes were fine, 40 years in the desert. Manna, quails, (laughs) pillar of fire, cloud by day. Glory manifestations okay then at Mount Horeb 
Moses went up the mountain, came down with the law. He spoke, spoke with God, came down, and his face shone like the sun. They said to Moses, we cannot behold you. Please put on a veil. So Moses put on a veil. Because they could not look at him. A glory that was to fade and pass away. In the face of Moses. Now I'm going to read this again. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, the spiritual ministry is tasked to cause men to, to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory? Okay? The glory, the overwhelming glory that exceeds and excels it, the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay. Moses had glory. He had great miracles, but he had physical glory on his face. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you're supposed to look like a light bulb when you walk down the street. <laughs> but that would be kind of awesome if we would you know, shine. That actually happened with, uh, with Sundar Singh. Have you heard of Sundar Singh? He's a guy, he used to be a Hindu sadhu. And then Jesus appeared to him and he became a Christian. And he walked around in the Himalayas, preaching, ministering. And, you know, he would just speak to tigers. You know, if he was cold at night, the tigers would come and keep him warm. You know, <laughs> what authority this guy had, okay? Sundar Singh. And he was there in the mountains. And there was, there's an account, some record of him praying, asking God to take away the glory because some of the people wanted to worship him. So there was physical glory in his life. He well, no one knows if he died. He disappeared in the 60s. So it's not so long ago. Okay? He might still be in the, in the mountains somewhere, but no one knows. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there is there's a glory. You can, you can go on, on Google, on the internet. Just Google Sundar, Sadhu Sundar Singh. And you will just read his story. It's amazing. It's awesome stuff. Okay. Um, verse 12. Since we have such glorious hope, we speak freely, very freely, and openly and fearlessly. Nor do we act like Moses who put a veil over his face, so that the Israelites might not gaze upon the finish of the vanishing splendor which had been upon it. Moses put a veil on his face. They only saw the veil, and they did not know when the glory went away. So in the beginning, glory. God spoke to Moses. He, brought, he made the tabernacle. He made the ark. Every time the sacrifice was accepted, pillar of fire, you know, awesome stuff. Every year, high priest must go in and do his stuff, washings, all the stuff. If his sacrifices was accepted, the sins of the whole nation would be forgiven for one year. Yeah. Now, that is a high priest doing his duty. Don't you think we have a greater high priest after the order of Melchizedek who paid with his own blood once for all in the real Holy of Holies of Heaven? Not only for one year, but for all time. Now forever sitting, pleading as he's interceding for you in Heaven. Okay? So, um, the glory in the face of Moses faded out, became darkness. The glory in the face of Jesus is ever increasing and it is abiding 
Okay? Where does it abide? In you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the body of Christ. Okay? Right? Now, verse 40. In fact, their minds were grown hard and calloused. They had become dull and had lost the power of understanding. For until this present day, when the old covenant is being read, that same veil still lies on their hearts, not being lifted, to reveal that in Christ it is made void and done away. Yes, down to this very day. Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies upon their minds and hearts. So, if Moses is read, guess what? Darkness. Right? So, now Moses, you can just take it to any other religion as well. I don't care what religion is it. Hindu, Muslim, whatever. If it's not Jesus and it is red, and it is some kind of law, darkness. Right? But whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Away from the face of Moses to the face of Jesus. Away from the law to the Lord. Okay? The veil is stripped off, taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold, in the Word, in the Word was the life, the life was the light of man. As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We behold this glory as if we only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. Okay? Are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in everlasting, in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Okay, that one degree of glory, it says from glory to glory. It says it in the original too. The glory of Moses to the glory of Jesus. From darkness to light. Transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. He have taken us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. So, the law was a fading glory. The glory has now faded. It is now darkness. So now, now God says, Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And nations will come to your rising. And this is the message, the message of promise which we have heard from Him and now are reporting to you. God is light. There is no darkness in Him at all. No, not in any way. Okay. His word, in the word was life, the life was the light of men. Just keep your finger there and this is the message. Okay. So just keep your finger there and go to Isaiah 55 quickly. Just a small insert. Isaiah 55. Verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not there again, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Okay, just go to... Psalm 107, verse 20. He sends forth His word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. 
Okay, it seems false is worth. Just go back to Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deepest within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all His benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good so that your youth renewed is like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judge, judge, ah, justice, <laughs> not for me only, but also for those who are oppressed. Okay? So, if God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all, and He sends His Word to you people, His Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold His glory. The glory is the light. The manifestation of the Word is the glory of God. He sent His Word to heal them. Okay. Bless the Lord. Who forgives my iniquities, heals all my diseases. Who saves my life from the pit and corruption. Purifies me with, crowns me with beauty and loving kindness. Renews my youth like that of an eagle. Okay. If that is the, the word, the glory, the light. And God is light and there is no darkness in Him at any, No, not in any way. Then... How is it then possible that God can send you sickness or judgment or death? Not possible. Back to 1 John 1. And this is the message of promise which we have heard from Him and now reporting to you. God is light. There is no darkness in Him. No, not in any way. So nothing described in the law is in Him. He has no consciousness of sin at all. Hebrews 10, 11, Hebrews 8, verse 16, I think. Jeremiah 31, verse 31 to 33, I think. The sins and the iniquities I will remember no more. God does not have any consciousness of sin. There is no darkness in Him at all. Why? Because He took it upon Himself. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold His glory. Okay, so, He who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21, became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God. Is the righteousness of God light? Yes. Is sin darkness? Yes. He became darkness on the cross so that we might be light. God, oh God, why have you forsaken me? So God turned away his face. And the light of the world went out. And three o'clock in the afternoon, darkness came. And an earthquake shook the earth. Okay? The light of the world went out. <laughs> Alright? But he had power to take it up again. On the third day, he stood up. So awesome. He became your darkness so that you can be made His light. Okay. So, the message is God is light. 
There's no darkness in Him. You are in Him. Christ is in you. You are in Christ. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Okay, now we have another scripture. Okay, so if we say we are partakers and enjoy fellowship with Him, when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, we both speak falsely and do not live and practice the truth. Now, what does John chapter 8 says? Those who follow me will never walk in the night because I'm the light of the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right? So it says, if people don't follow Jesus, they're in darkness. If they follow Moses, they don't follow Jesus. Then they're in darkness. So if people do not follow Jesus but Moses, and they say they have fellowship with Jesus, they lie. <laughs> the seven. But if we really are living and walking in the light, with other words, you believe the gospel, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And, okay, now here comes the nice thing that happens in the light. When you follow Jesus, when you believe the word, which comes into you. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses you, cleanses us from all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. So it's a continuous cleansing. Because you are in the light. Out of darkness into His marvelous light. What happens when you follow the law? You get a constant fresh remembrance of sin. Which is darkness. So your soul is darkened every time you try to be better. <laughs> but every time you look to Christ to repent to Him, away from the Lord to the person of Christ, more and more light manifests. Because you follow the light, and those who follow the light will not be in darkness. Okay? Right. James 1. The 16. Do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Okay, so we're not going to be misled today. Right? We're going to be led by Jesus into the light. Verse 17. Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by His turning, as in eclipse. It was of His own free will that He gave us birth as sons by His word of truth, so that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures, a sample of what He created to be consecrated to Himself. <laughs> every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Jesus is the gift. He is a good and perfect gift. He is the word that became flesh. He, the word is the gift. The righteousness is the gift. The forgiveness is the gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. All reign as kings in life. Romans 5.17 Okay. If it is a gift, it means it is free. It doesn't mean that only some people get it. It means it's free. Okay. <laughs> That's what a gift means. It means it is free. Okay. So he gave his only begotten son. Right? So that whosoever believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. So life is a gift. Okay. Ephesians 2 verse 8. You are saved by grace through faith, which is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So anything that happens 
is a gift. <laughs> so we just need to be yielded to what He wants to give to us. We just need to not resist what He wants to do. We just, you know, He gives you forgiveness. We just need to not resist Him and believe Him. He gives us righteousness. We just need to not resist Him and receive it. He gives you forgiveness. Just take it. Receive it. It's yours. Okay? So, God gave Himself. It is a gift. He brought the light. The light has come to you. Just be, be in agreement with the light. Just be in alignment with Him. Be in agreement with Him. He does not expect anything of you. He gives something to you. But we are so bent on trying to prove to Him that we can be better that we completely miss His gift. When we try to be better. If we grab onto darkness in order to justify ourselves before God, in order to qualify for the gift of light. I don't think that's very smart. I think it's better if we just yield to what He wants to do. So every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. Right? From the Father of lights. Out of His own will begat He us by the Word. Okay? What does it say? Out of His own free will that He gave us birth as sons by the Word of truth, so that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. So, He gives us the Word that brings light and life. If we receive that Word that brings light and life and are born from that Word, he is the Father of lights. Okay. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in Okay. Is He your Father? Okay. So, your, your earthly Father, Father according to the flesh, He was a human being. Are you a human being? Okay. So, um, dogs get puppies dogs chickens get chickens chicks ostriches get ostriches horses get horses ducks get duckies humans get humans so Psalm 82 says I say you are God's. They, in John chapter 10, the Pharisees challenged Jesus. He stayed, wanted to stone him for he said he was the son of God. He said, does not your law say, I say you are God's. Psalm 82 verse 6, I think. Let's just check it out. So, if the law says it, and the law, the scripture cannot be set aside or be broken. Yeah, Psalm 82 verse 6. 
God is your Father. He's the Father of lights. In whom there is no shadow of turning. Which means there is no shadow of turning in you. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. You are in the light. You dwell in the light. And the light is in you. So let your light shine. Okay. Let's go back to Isaiah. Short word today. But I just want to read this. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Well, I kind of think so, because everywhere the law is preached, and it's not very widely, the cross of Christ and the blood of Jesus is not really preached everywhere in the, in the church. Okay. Darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all the peoples, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and His glory shall be seen on you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around about you, and see. They all gather themselves together, they come to you. So they will come from all over the world to this place. <laughs> they will cover, come all over the world. Okay. Isaiah 58 verse 8. Then shall your light break forth like the morning, and your healing, your restoration, shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, and your right relationship with God shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and He will say, Here I am. No, now listen to this. If you take away from your midst yokes of oppression, wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn. Okay. <laughs> Let there not be a finger pointed in scorn. Okay. Your light will break forth. If we keep on judging people, if we keep on making people conscious of sin, preaching the law to them, trying to convince them to just be better. We are not promoting light then. But if we are preaching the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, then your light shall break forth. You will call and God will say, here I am.